Hey everybody, I'm here in the studio with Boaz and Rebecca Sunquist, and excited to have them. They've just been married for how long now? Hey, I guess like uh, a month and, month and 13 yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. June 1st. So they're newly married, and I'm just excited to hear their story. We're going to do a few podcasts with them, and they're going to tell their story. Today I wanted to dive into what were some things that helped you all preparing for marriage, just being a single? What were some of the right. yeah. things that helped you in that journey? Um God's word and, uh, and just recognizing that, that, uh, life doesn't start when you get married and, and, uh, life starts now, um, and pressing into what God has for you in, in, the, in your singleness, in the moment, in the moment. Yeah. Mm. Pressing into the moment, investing in the moment. Mm. And I think that was, that was really big for me having a, having a friend base, mm. you know, having accountability partners, you know, we can go into all that, but just the word, um, and friends and and just seeking god's will for for that season of your life because god has you in that season for a purpose it's not it's not an accident it's not it's not uh um anything that that nobody else doesn't go through everybody else goes through that season mm. and uh, it's it's not a long season <laughs> really it's not a long season relatively right? relatively and uh just don't don't waste it it's it's really important not to waste it i think and and uh, I think it's really important. Um, well, th- well, the things that you do in that season really affect, and what you invest in in that season will really affect the rest of your life, right? Mm-hmm. And, and your marriage, yeah. right? <clears throat> and uh, yeah, the rest of your life. And so it's yeah. really important. Yeah. Another thing too, like for me, is just um, investing in my siblings during that season because, like, how we treat our family, how we treat our siblings will carry on into marriage. And so right. that was something I really wanted to invest in as a single. It's like God has given me my siblings, like they're a precious gift, especially being the oldest. I really want to take right. that as a responsibility. So mm-hmm. like we started praying together once a week on the mm-hmm. phone, us mm-hmm. siblings, we just pray to you just get on the phone, just awesome. pray together. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was just really neat. Just having that time because with Rachel and I, and we moved to uh, Missouri about a year and a half ago. And so it's hard being away from the family, but still wanting to be a part of my siblings' lives, but kind of right. feeling like I was missing out on their growing up years. And so it's like, I want to invest in them and really speak into them and disciple them, even though we're wow. away. Wow. Well, that's and cool so, about, about both of you. You're both the oldest in your family, yeah. so you have yeah, the unique the oldest, yeah. opportunity to disciple. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's, you know, God has given that a heart of discipleship to both of us. And, mm-hmm. and right now we're, we're disciples. <laughs> um, and, but it's, I think we're all kind important. of in that, I think yeah. we're disciples and we're disciple, we're yeah. seeking to disciple. Yeah. Right? I, someone asked, I was listening to a message one time and someone asked two important questions I'm going to leave you with is who are your disciples mm. and who is discipling you? Mm. Um, because you can't get away from it. Somebody is, there are people that are looking up to you and you're looking up to people and you're being influenced by people yeah. and people are being influenced by you. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And we want to be, we want to make such an impact. You know, we just have a desire in life. God's, I think God's put that on like it's kind of a natural desire is to make an impact in the world. Right. I want to leave a legacy, something. And that your, your siblings are that mission field are that great calling, um, that, that God has given you in this, in this season, especially, um, and for the rest of your life, but especially in this season as a, as a single, um, if you're still at home or if you're, if you're not at home, your siblings are looking up to you 
And it's so important not to miss that. I think that, that, uh, it's really overlooked. I know I overlooked it in, uh, in my life and it's so important to just invest in your siblings because they'll just, they'll be, they'll be there for the rest of your life. Right. Um, other people and friends might go, but family's family. Right. And that was one thing I wanted to go off. And it was ever since I was little, I wanted to be a missionary to go off to some foreign country and serve somewhere. Um, like with an orphanage or something. Or, <clears throat> but I realized that my family is my greatest mission field. Mm. My siblings are my greatest in, like investment in that time mm. to in, to speak into and just like learning. Because it, it's easy like when I was working and stuff to get so busy in life that you just kind of, you get home and you I just didn't really, I don't know, spend a lot of time with them. But then mm. realizing it's like how much they want to be listened to, like just asking them how they're doing. Uh-huh. Asking them what they're up to, even down to the youngest, just listening to them, what their adventures are. Right. Like they just want to be listened to and they just, and they're, they're looking up to you and they just want, want that might like appreciation from their older siblings. And it really, yes. a lot to which, them. which is a really good point, I believe, because I've heard, I've had some feedback in big families. Some people were like, you know, I felt overlooked mm-hmm. uh, in a big family. I think, you know, as older siblings, I'm oldest in my family. I think that's a role that where the older siblings in a family can meet that need mm-hmm. uh, for the younger siblings. Um, of course, the parents should be involved in that too. But I think the older siblings have a role to say, you know, to like you're saying, just listening, listening to the younger siblings and how are you doing. It can, you know, make them not feel like they're just, you know, extra whatever just right. nuisances. Right. You know, and yeah. so having that heart to say, you know, investing in your siblings yeah. is huge because they're people. You know, they're right. Like, I mean, they're the close, the ones that we're closest to. Right. And yeah. Yeah. It's such good practice. Such good practice for life. That's what. That's what growing up is, is life practice. <laughs> right. And those habits that we form, um, those communication habits that we form with our siblings and with our parents and and how we respond to life and how we respond to um, those relationships. And and it's it's practice for life. And, and I like to go through every day. It's it's uh it's like training. Why miss why miss a training opportunity? People go and pay thousands of dollars for right. for training <laughs> courses and this is life. Relationship is, courses right. and stuff like that. Right. And we can be if you just have that mindset of, of habits, I'm building habits every day, all the time. I'm building habits I'm building yeah. patterns in my life and, uh, just don't want to miss that opportunity. Yeah. yeah something that for sure, like I'm not perfect at us. Like I'm still learning how to do it, but something that I desire and just still right. speaking to my siblings life, mm-hmm. life isn't like as a married person too, but like, yeah, this, you know, they're, they are our mission field and it's, yeah. So it's a precious gift and, yeah. and how we speak into them can affect the rest of their lives, how we encourage right. them. Mm-hmm. So it makes a very powerful impact, you know, yeah. we, how we, how we do it. So, yeah, that's huge. What, give me some feedback. Uh, what was the role, uh, just your relationship with God, like in your single years, how did that help you? And what, what were some, maybe even some growing points you're like, you know, I had struggles. I mean, Rebecca, you shared, I know you've shared with me, you know, so what are some of the things that, you learned along the journey that, you know, in those single years actually maybe even helped you to be like, I need God right now. Cause I think sometimes marriage can become somewhat of a crutch mm-hmm. where people with singles are looking at it and going, you know, mar- if I just was married, then that would right. fix everything. At a certain point, it seems like a healthy spot to be for a single is to go, Yeshua, you're my everything. Right. And my I'm, I'm satisfied yeah. in my relationship with you. Of course there is that longing. I think he's, he's still, there's that longing to, to be married. I'm not saying that's a, it's a wrong thing ever. Um, but is there that place where you're satisfied, your soul is satisfied with, with God? So, yeah, for sure. And I, I'll go back, um, just as a young, 
at a, just at a really young age, I knew that God had a purpose for me. I never doubted the purpose. Mm. Um, not, you know, not always knowing what that purpose was or being, you know, and not, you know, losing sight of that, that God has a purpose for me. And, and, uh, but I, I always, I always knew that I always felt that, um, strongly. Um, but yeah, just, um, it's easy to, to get caught up in, in that, Oh, if I was just married, um, and it's, or it's easy to get caught up in work. It's easy to get caught up uh, right. in, in a lot of things. That's that's just the way life tends to be, mm-hmm. and it's easy to get distracted. Um, and I think just having that knowledge that God had a purpose, a specific plan for me, and the desire to not miss it, mm-hmm. and then going through seasons of of dry, you know, desert season, dry times, um, and just kind of I don't know I just had some of a somewhat of a fear of of missing that life purpose mm-hmm. that God has had for me has for me and and like blowing it. So there's a book by Robbie Zacher or not Robbie Zacharias um a book by John Piper called Don't Waste Your Life. Mm. And just that phrase, the book and that phrase just really impacted me mm. about um glorifying God mm. with our lives mm. and how he is he is worthy of our lives and to, to not miss it. And, and right. to miss it is to, to live just an easy life like everybody else. And, and at the end of your life, look back and say, well, that was fun, but what did I accomplish? Nothing. Right. And that's not what we want to do. Yeah. Not what we want to do anyway. So I think, um, just really having a, just having a fear of missing, um, what God had for me and and wasting my life mm-hmm. i think and there's there's been a lot of times when i've um lost sight of that vision mm-hmm. and then and then god brings me back and says what's what's going on there son right. and <laughs> i don't know god where where am i at uh-huh. and uh just really investing in and and seeking him brings such joy brings such um satisfaction and and then you really realize, oh, this is my purpose in life. Right, is to is to seek mm. uh, my Creator and seek what He has for me. It's, it's you're, you're reminding me of Adam. God says, "Where are you, Adam?" It's like yeah. He knows where he, exactly where yeah. he is. He's he wants Adam to ask himself the right. question: exactly. Where where am I? Yeah. <laughs> far I'm far away from God right now. I need to go back. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you, Rebecca? Um, I'd say, like for me, I wasn't afraid of like really missing the calling. I felt like God had a calling on my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are definitely times where I f- felt very dry and didn't know where I was, where I was going. There was something that um, you and Tally really encouraged um, Rachel and I and my sister. We were visiting with you a couple years ago at Shavuot. And Tally said, um, just to focus, like it says that verse, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's like my desire was to serve God, to accomplish the mission that he had for me, like whatever it was. I was like, I didn't want to focus so much on the mission and uh-huh. missing whatever it was that I would lose focus of God and what was truly important, like right. people. And like I, it can be so easy to get wrapped up in, you know, what's my purpose? What am I here for? That uh-huh. it can be easy. It can get almost depressing. And so right. it's like if I just chose to delight myself in God mm-hmm. and just focus on him and his word, it made everything right. so much better. I, I don't know. It's like I felt like I could you know, accomplished the mission. I was, you know, more joyful and it was just more, right. 
it was just a lot a lot better when I just focused on what was important, just kept my eyes on him instead of, um, you know, what if I miss the mission or whatever, you know, like just choosing right. to delight yourself in God is, is what we're commanded to do. Right. And worshiping him and mm-hmm. getting into his word and drawing close to him. Yeah. I'm thinking of Mary of Bethany where they, they're saying, why did you waste this? Mm-hmm. You know, why did you give this extravagant offering? It could have, you know, been something that better could be done with it. Right. Yeah. And, but yet uh, our lives are kind of like that, right? You know, some people can look at a, a life that is totally, you know, wanting to be about loving God. Mm-hmm. And then people can look at, and, and sometimes even in our own minds, we can wrestle with, is this really worth it? Right. And, and I think as singles, it's important to have that decided. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's worth it. You know, Yeshua mm-hmm. said, Mary chose the better part, you know, and it kind of, I think a lot of it is just getting God's perspective on our lives. You know, what is the number one, what's our, what's our number one goal? What does success mean? You know, right. and it's not defined by the world's definition. It's defined by God that, wow, to love God with all my heart, that that's success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the definition mission. of success. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's important. So important. Like I said before, staying in the word, um, was, was a huge part has, God's word has been a huge part in my life and it, and it will be if you're, if you're a believer and you're, um, if you're seeking God, his, his word is, is how you seek him. Mm. It's an extremely large part of how you seek him and it's how he speaks to us. And, right. and so I know what he thinks about me and I know the plans that he has for me mm. and his thoughts towards me through his word and by, right. and by just really, um, devouring his word really just loving it and and consuming it eating it you know? right and uh that's uh getting on your inside it's right. like this is in my very fiber it's gotta be in the middle of me <laughs> <laughs> and uh so i think that's that's been been really big and i and i've really seen the difference um in times in my life where i where i let that go let mm-hmm. that daily um meal time of right. the word go and and a lot of other stuff starts to slip mm-hmm. and but when you get back into it he's right there waiting for you just wants to speak to you and uh, right. one of the biggest enemies for guys would you say just getting consumed with work yeah getting consumed with work um you know and other things and not feeling not feeling good enough i think a lot of times um I've experienced, I think, um, in myself somewhat and in a lot of young men, just kind of a not not feeling not feeling good enough. Not would not God want to spend time with me? Right, that kind of thing. Right, uh-huh. and and I think it's just get in the Word and and hear what yeah. God has for you. Right, you know? mm-hmm. blessed are you, young man, for you have overcome the wicked one. Right, and He has overcome the wicked one for us. And just having that mindset, I remember just speaking that right. to myself. He has overcome the wicked one because the word of God abides in you, right? That's because the word—that's what it says. Yeah. Because the word of God abides in you, right? And and so that's like you have overcome the wicked one because the word of God abides in you. And if I want to overcome right. the wicked one in my life, I want that word. That word needs to be abiding in me, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I just say like looking back on those dry seasons, like there are some really like hard hard times that I went through spiritually, but also just looking back at that, I'm thankful for it because it, through that, I really sought God, like dived more into his word because mm-hmm. I, I didn't really have anyone else, but God for, I mean, there's no one else, nothing to lean on for comfort. 
aside from him Mm -hmm. to find true freedom. So it really, so those dry seasons are, they, you know, they're challenging. They're not, they're not fun, but it's like, but it's what brings us closer to God. And so when you're going through those hard seasons, you know, God's using that to prune you and refine you for the next season that he's bringing you. So like once you, he, he feels like you're at a point when you're ready for that next step and then he'll, he'll bring the next thing. Um, but like, yeah, it's just, it's all, you know, that journey of, yeah, just seeking him and yeah. Yeah. Just being satisfied in him. Yeah. 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 Being satisfied. Yeah. Sometimes I think about, I'm curious if you have thoughts, you know, sometimes I think we think of pruning, uh, because we're all these vines. We're like, we're connected to Yeshua who's the vine. And, and he, the scripture says that the father is the vine dresser. He's pruning. And so I think sometimes we associate pruning with discipline. But I'm not mm-hmm. sure that, I mean, because a healthy vine has to be pruned all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes just because we're going through, let's say, a, maybe a dry time, I think sometimes we might confuse that with uh, I'm being disciplined. Now, mm-hmm. pruning, I mean, it, it could be. It could be. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking it's a healthy process of a vine to be pruned every year. Yeah. And so just because we're experiencing some level of what seems to be setback or seems to be difficulty, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's even related to He's disciplining us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, well, pruning, when you prune a vine, you're cutting off that, that part that, that doesn't need to be there anymore. Right. Um, or shouldn't be there or will be a hindrance to the vine and to the, the growth of the vine and the production of the vine. Uh-huh. And so, for sure, you know, God doesn't punish us for our fallen nature. Uh-huh. Um, we, are, we, we reap the results of our fallen nature um, but as he prunes us, um, it takes, you know, some dryness and it takes some, some pain that gets cut off there. Right. Um, as, he, as he cuts away, as we surrender to him more um, and we, we trust him more and because he's trustworthy, but we have to, as our, our human nature needs to know that he's trustworthy and that's what he wants us to do. He wants, he wants us to, to, to test him. He says, come, come to me, trust me. And, you know, to see if I'm trustworthy and he's always trustworthy. Right. And so as we put our trust in him more, as we see more and more that he is faithful mm-hmm. and we surrender to him more, then he can prune us more and make us more useful mm-hmm. and right. we can grow more and we can bear much fruit. Right. Because if he says, if you abide in me, I will abide in you and you'll bear much fruit. Yeah. And we want to bear fruit. That's our that's like I said, like I was saying earlier, just that desire to, to, uh, to do something great in the world. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's bearing fruit, whatever that fruit right. is that he has for us to bear. Yeah. Well, that verse, it says every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you can't, if you let a vine just totally go, then it's going to, it's going to be unfruitful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so turn wild. So if you are, if you are being fruitful, if you are, you know, being a blessing, then I think part, it's almost like this is just part of it. Mm-hmm. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Because this is healthy. Every so sign I, he loves, he chases. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. So uh, I think as a, in a single, as a single, you know, sometimes we, we do go through seasons. I think those seasons may be more dramatic in some sense because I, I don't know for whatever reason, uh, teenagers or whatever, mm-hmm. I guess things are just more dramatic. But we can feel like, kind of going back to what you're saying, like, you know, am I, am I good enough? Or am I, and, and we sometimes experience those pruning seasons where he's just pruning us back. But maybe God even uses those to show us our need for him. Mm-hmm. When we get, when we, we do have those, you know, what seems to be like something that's being taken away or something, uh, you know, that, like I said, maybe a dramatic in our minds, you know, relationship or whatever. 
things change in our lives. I can just remember back as a teenager and the things, you know, relationships and stuff that shifted and changed and situations in my life that changed it. It was, you know, it had a big impact on me because everything is just, it's just more, right. there's, there's, there's more going on emotionally as a right. teenager. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage all, you know, if you're, if you're a teen out there, a young person, um, just be encouraged, you know, know that God is, is there for you. And if you're going through a season of pruning, that doesn't mean that he's disappointed in you. Mm -hmm. It could right. just mean that he wants you to draw near to him and to get, get really get connected to him right. because that's, that's where life is. That's where abundant life is. I found too, like when I felt fully connected was when I just fully surrendered. Like surrender is one of the hardest things to learn. It's, it feels like, but I feel like that was one of the lessons that God showed me, you know, through those dry seasons was just completely surrendering. And it's like, once you actually, once you just do it, like it's so hard to let go sometimes, but once you completely give it all to him, it's so sweet. And it yeah. just, and that's when he brings you, I mean, beyond your wildest dreams is when you just surrender everything mm -hmm. to him yeah. and he yeah. takes you beyond what, what you could ever imagine. And would you say, and I know this is somewhat of a, it's up for discussion to some, in some regard, we receive God's love by faith, but mm -hmm. there's also something that we, we feel loved too. Yeah. I mean, would you oh, say yes. that that was a, that was a trans, like it's something transforming I, I, for sure. Yeah. I would say as a young person, uh, that is a big need. Mm -hmm. We we need to feel like we're okay. We're accepted. We're loved. You know that's that's the big wrestling thing that goes on in our minds. Am I really needed? Or you know, am I am I accepted in this you know whatever society that I'm in or whatever uh, social setting I'm in? But when God meets that need, yeah. wow, you're invincible. Like the Creator of the universe loves me, and mm -hmm. I actually feel that. That's massive. Yeah, that's <laughs> when I felt like I started seeing breakthrough. Was when I um, you given a message about Yeshua's sacrifice and how. And like, and just the weight of it really hit me, like just sunk in how much he truly loves me and uh, ended up as transforming, just feeling how deep his love was for me. And it's just like, wow, like, I mean, why would I, I mean, desire anything else? Right. Um, just be, you know, just being sad, just being satisfied with his love. And, and that was something you felt. Mm -hmm. I could feel it. Yeah. Yeah. You just, and it, it, you accept it by faith, I think is, is part of it. But then, wow, when you feel it, like, wow, God loves me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, like, it's mind-blowing yeah. to, right. to, to know that on a deep level. Yeah, for sure. And I remember um, as an early, early teenager, I'm going through different seasons of, of friendship. I had, had some really close friends um, that I felt like, I felt like kind of abandoned me because I wasn't cool enough. Or, um, and so I just went through this season of just, like, really I was very sad um I didn't feel loved at all I felt rejected right um and so I that kind of happened a couple times I felt and and when I would just reach the point where I I, I needed I needed to feel loved right and and I would someone would remind me or 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 my parents would remind me or the word would remind me that God loves me God loves me right and if he loves me that's the most, that's the most important thing there is. Right. Um, that's the, that's the most important love. That's the most important recognition, um, that I could get is from the creator of the universe. Right. And what a pickup, yeah. <laughs> what a pickup that is. And, um, just human nature is, is kind of a roller coaster. And right. so then you're, then you're high on his love, <laughs> right. Riding on that. And, uh, and it, it's, it's such a good place to be. Yeah. Would you say that that is possibly the most foundational element to have in place in your life as a single that 
wow, I'm not necessarily grappling for someone else's acceptance. Because right. when when, if you take that into a marriage, it can it's be so not important. so good. It's right? so important. If you're already rooted and grounded in the love of God, mm-hmm. then you're you're giving yeah. in marriage and not just like, I need someone to validate me. I need someone to not tell me. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's that's what you'll learn what that the marriage is all about is it's about giving. Yeah. And if we take his example, Yeshua's example, he gave everything for us. Right. And... And we, we need to have that mindset. And so going into marriage, um, looking for someone to, like you said, validate me or right. or fulfill that, that you're, a, a spouse can't fulfill the place of God. Right. That God has, a, a, you have a need for God in your life and a spouse can't replace that. Right. Um, so if you feel, if you feel that way, um, you need to really press in and surrender mm-hmm. and, uh, and and he'll he'll be there and he'll prune you and and you'll just feel his love, yeah. and it's so foundational to feel his love and to, like you said, love comes by faith, to have faith um, that he does that he does love you, and that he's working, he's working for your good. He's working behind the scenes for your good. Right. Um, his thoughts are great towards you, and uh, he's his desire is to bless you and his desire is to give you life and and happiness. He right. wants to give you happiness. Yeah, I think this gets thrown around a little bit cliche sometimes. You know, God loves you, right. you know, Jesus loves me, this kind of thing. What are some practical things that you encourage young people or anybody out here uh, that's listening? What are some practical things that would to to grow to grow in the love of God? What are, what are some things that you would say? Um, like like displaying like displaying His to, love, or yeah, as far as just like um, in the relationship with God, what are some things that you would encourage our listeners to say? This these are some things that you can practically do to grow in your relationship, to, you know, to set aside time uh, that you would actually focus in and just receive? Um, I think relationship, right? So talking to God and listening to God. Right. Um, spending time with God. Uh-huh. Just spending, knowing that, yeah, that God loves spending time with us. Like yeah. he literally likes spending time with us. Right. Yeah, so praying um, and worshiping him and, and and listening to his word, reading his word and and letting him speak to us letting him minister through his word through his word to us mm-hmm. and that that he'll just he's he's right there wanting to pour out his love to us through his word yeah and there's just so much there there's so much yeah. there and for me um just worshiping spending time in worship and and prayer uh-huh. just you just feel so refreshed and mm-hmm. and spoken to and 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 that takes faith too, you know. Just pressing in, even when right. you don't feel it, even when right. you don't feel it, pressing mm-hmm. in, pressing in, and uh, he's he's ready with open arms and right to to receive you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say being grateful, like I was always just thanking him for everything. I, I gotta start seeing little things every day. That's like, oh, that's like you know, thank you, God, for even just little little instances that happen. Like that yeah. you can see His hand working that maybe you wouldn't see otherwise. But right. just being aware, uh, just walking out in creation, just being uh-huh. thankful for that, and just I mean, His love is all around us, and just having open eyes to seeing His beauty and His love. Right. That how He He's working in all the little details, like even mm-hmm. we may not see it. That's really good because I feel like sometimes that element of like that God is so involved in our lives sometimes we we miss that and and so but yeah but he loves us so much yeah. like he's he's really involved and so we, when we thank him mm-hmm. we're recognizing he's involved yeah. and he's he's actually 
directing things, you know, as right. in all our right. ways, we're acknowledging him. He's directing us. So there's something powerful about that. Yeah. It's not just a chance, right? As a yeah. single, I think right. sometimes you just think this is just a chance roller coaster ride. I don't know what's going to happen. But as we begin to thank God, we kind of cultivate that that muscle of faith that God is actually directing us. And wow, he's directing us from this place of love, mm-hmm. even when we go through difficulties, right? Right. Because he's in control. Like he sees everything. He has it all in his hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think another thing is sharing his love, right? Mm-hmm. If you If you believe in, if you have faith in his radical love for you, sharing that radical love right showing it to others showing it to others and and really like claiming it um i think is is really powerful too especially as as a single person when we have time to do that and we can i think those are some things that we can really invest in as a single person um spending time with god we don't have a family to take care of we can we can worship we can pray we can spend time in the word um just meditate on him. We can we can share. We can talk to people. We can stay in contact um, with with other brothers and sisters and friends, um, accountability partners, and and really doing those things that we have time to do as a as a single person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is is really is really important and and getting that vision. Um, and you're you're not going to be sitting there agonizing and with so much time on your hands right. that you don't know what to do with <laughs> it's your life is going to be exhilarating and it's going to, it's going to really, it's going to go by quickly. And so what I've, I've discovered really when you surrender to the season that God has you in, uh-huh. like there's, there's seasons I've really ex- experienced this last year, his seasons, and they can be really short. They can be like a week long. Right. Um, or they can be months, months long, year, years long. They can right. be, um, but like when you're you, saying, a season of refreshing or a season of a season of of life, something something new that you need to work through, right? Um, that he's showing you, uh-huh. um, something that he's calling you to. That when you surrender to that season and you claim it, um, he brings you right into the next season. Right. It's just. It's like right away. It's like you learned that lesson I was trying to teach you. Now you can move on. Right. Like, and on. oftentimes it's like, wait, God, I, I was just there. I, I was, <laughs> right. I, you know, I accepted it. And, and that's exactly how I've seen it work. Um, is just, he moves you right along when you, yeah. When you surrender to him. Yeah. yeah. Other thing too is uh, scripture memory really helps. Like just renewing your mind daily with the word. Like right. it's so easy to get, be thinking about things that don't really matter but when you're intentionally putting your mind to something like memorizing it and just meditating on it. And it says you can, I can, you can feel your mind being renewed especially right. when you do it every day. Right. And that just helps you feel God's love when you're putting it in your heart and you just, you can just, um, you know, think about it when you're, you know, just doing daily tasks. Right. You're doing the, the dishes, word. but yeah. you're meditating on God's mm-hmm. love. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I, so, uh, so good. Really appreciate Boaz and Rebecca. Appreciate y'all being on here. So uh, just encourage you all, wherever, you know, it, we're, this is really focused on singles, this uh, episode. But uh, hopefully encourage you to anybody that's listening out there. But to just make God your number one. You know, in eternity, this is going to be our focus. The, the, the power of God. You know, the scripture talks about meditating on the love of God. And so just encourage you, wherever you're at, wherever season you're in, 
this is going to be so good for you, good for your soul. So this is the Voice of My Beloved podcast where we believe that hearing and following the voice of the Bridegroom King leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. 